Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we are going to talk about how to get access to influential people. So... I guess I'll kick it off. So here's an easy way of doing it, right? Well, easier said than done. But start a podcast. Like, this is how I did it four years ago. Coming up, yeah, a little over four years actually now. So when I started my podcast, I mean, my unique spin on it, and you have to have a unique spin on kind of what you're creating, right? Otherwise, people aren't going to listen. But my unique spin was I was, you know, you know, I've worked in different companies before in, you know, marketing capacities, and I can kind of go in depth with, you know, executives or entrepreneurs and talk more about marketing. Now, eventually that podcast evolved more to be entrepreneurial, right? Because that kind of followed my journey. And I, I kind of had, you know, for selfish reasons, I'd ask my own specific questions about struggles they went through, books they read, habits they have, and things like that. And, you know, that's how I started to get access to influential people because these people, they want to be on podcasts, right? They want to be heard. So, you know, it, it is, I, you know, you're probably thinking, Eric, like that's much easier said than done. Like you have an audience, right? Da, da, da. But like I didn't have an audience. Like when I first started, I was, and I've told this story before, I spent six hours a week doing the editing, doing the show notes, doing the writing, doing the interview myself, doing the prep ahead of time for an entire year. And, you know, after a year, I was only getting nine downloads a day. And then after the second year, I was only getting 30 downloads a day, right? And we keep talking about this, especially in the last couple of episodes, you just got to stick with it over time. But here's the thing. I was doing these podcast interviews with people and I was already getting massive value just by learning. I was getting access to influential people. They would introduce me to other people as well. I was starting to build my network that way, right? And from there, I mean, yeah, we got listens and that led to this podcast, but it's all kind of built on itself. That's all icing on the cake. So that's one way of getting access to influential people. And you can also interview them, right? That's pretty much what Eric's getting at, but you don't have to do it on podcasts. You can try that. You can do blog articles, text articles. Here's the one caveat with interviewing people. It puts them on a pedestal. So yes, you know, I already know they're influential and technically they may be, quote unquote, or you may feel they're more valuable than you or they have more clout. And by interviewing them, you'll find that when you want to build a relationship with them, it actually becomes harder to do business with them or anything just based off the interview. What I found on the flip side, though, is when you just try to find these rich or successful or influential people and you build a relationship by helping them out with whatever they're struggling on. So for example, my expertise is marketing. If someone's an entrepreneur and I want to get to know them and I help them with marketing and I give them good advice and tell them how they're screwing up and they're wrong and how to fix it, not only will they start building a relationship with me, but they'll also start respecting me, right? And the respect is a really important part. If you don't get respect, 
You're not going to be able to call on favors. You're not going to get them to help you out. You're not going to end up building that mutual relationship that you ideally want to build with this influential person or multiple people. So make sure you just go out there, figure one thing that you're really good at that they may be struggling with and just help them out. And if you can't figure out what they're struggling with, you can ask them, hey, is there anything I can do to help you out? And if you don't want to do that, go find other people who are out there and are influential that you know you can end up helping them do something that's better. For example, Bounce Exchange, one of their strategies to grow early on was to hit up people like me who are influential in the marketing space and be like, we'll help you out for free. We'll help you collect way more emails. And I ended up doing tons of referrals to them. I helped them grow. And I was very instrumental early on. They still would have succeeded without getting to know me or building up that relationship. But they did that strategy that I was using on other people to me as well. And it works. Just go out there, try it out, help as many people as possible within your space who are influential. Yeah. And on the other side, too, I mean, you can apply this even from a sales perspective, too, right? But to, to Neil's point, I, I think both of us, we, we see quite often people offering to, to work for us for free, right? So you had uh, that one guy that's still, I think, even with you today, that's helping you you know, run the community and everything. And I had a, one guy from Pakistan that he built an entire link building team just to work with me. And, you know, his his email line was very kind of to the point. He said, let me hustle for single grain, right? And I was like, okay, wow, you know, I'll listen to you. And even now we have a guy that that's, you know, joining, uh, joining us and he's, you know, he's, he is going to be working on, uh, he's going to be working on sales, right? But, you know, he's offering to work for free initially. Same thing with another guy that's offering to do kind of reporting work, right? So you got people from all walks of life, you know, if you're able to build, Back to my point, I guess, if you're able to start to build some kind of audience, people are going to you know, naturally start to gravitate towards you. So I'm seeing it on the other side. But um, yeah, again, from what Neil's saying, from a sales perspective, reach out to people. It's really easy to find out what people are interested in. You look at social media nowadays, the things that they're sharing on Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is exactly, find out one thing that interests them and then be able to facilitate that. That way you're able to build a relationship. Neil's actually right about how like if you're interviewing people, sometimes it does put you at a disadvantage. I remember when I was um, contributing to a, a larger publication and I got invited to these conferences, I got pegged as a uh, like staff reporter, almost like someone interviewing people. And it was the most, it was a really weird feeling to be kind of treated as a, as a reporter, I guess, because that wasn't, that wasn't the intention, right? So just be aware that sometimes, you know, when you're like doing interviews or podcasting, things like that, you can get put into a certain thing. But in the other thing I'll add actually is if you're doing a podcast and then you're perceived a certain way, you can actually turn that around and do what Neil's talking about, where you can offer them something that you know they want. And then it becomes even more of a relationship because you've talked to that person for a little bit, whether it's through video or audio, and then you're able to kind of parlay that into a deeper relationship. Yeah. And to give you a recent example of this, there was a guy named Adam who owns a company called Viewership. He saw that I was doing YouTube videos and he was like, Neil, I can get you way more views. You're doing it all wrong. Check out my channel. I have over 2 million views a month that I'm generating and 20 million plus views in total. I was like, all right. You know, at first, it was just this blog reader hit me up. And you know what? Now we're actually friends. And he took my YouTube channel from 128 monthly views to then 131. Actually, I did the 131 on my own, but I was pretty flat. I was around 120, 130. But he took it from there the next month to 156 to then after that 265,000 views. And then now I'm trailing out 442,000 views over the last 30 days. And this is excluding any ads or anything like that. And it's huge. He took my subscriber count from around 10,000 in a few months 
to literally over 40, what am I at right now? I think I'm at like 46,000, right? It's not too bad. He did so well and we built a relationship. No, are we friends now. We do dinners together. I met his girlfriend, right? I also referred him to a few companies and he's also making six figures a year just from my introductions. He didn't ask for the introductions. I just did it because like, I'm like, oh, this guy's cool, chill. He's smart. He's valuable. And yeah, my brand may be bigger than him, but I see him as an equal, right? And it all came from him just helping me out. Hook it up with the intro, bro. All right, I'll hook you up. (laughs) Anyway, so here's the other thing. I mean, we've talked about these tools in the past. You can definitely find these people's emails. So for example, I wanted to email Mark Cuban for my book. It's so easy to find his email. You just use something like, you can use something like hunter.io. You can use, uh, there's just a bunch of email tools out there that, that can help you get there. And just email these people, right? Directly, oftentimes they respond. Maybe it might take you a couple, so make sure you follow up, right? The fortune is in the follow-up. But that's how you access these influential people and make sure you align with what they're looking for. It's, it, what I find is people people that just come out the gate and start to ask you for something when they don't even know you, it's just it's, it's such a weird kind of icky feeling. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the icky person or the you know that icky gal. Anything else, Neil? I pretty much don't have anything on my end. And just to give you an idea, the value from like helping people out, like now on YouTube, when I Google the word SEO in a new incognito window, I'm number three just because some dude helped me out. And now we have a relationship, right? So valuable. Help people out. That's how I got my start as well. Great. Before we go, just go to singlegrain.com slash giveaway if you want to learn about our special giveaway just for you. And we will see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.